right, and welcome to another week of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken, here at Beckett Media. Thanks so much for checking us out. We have a lot of great stuff to talk about today. Uh, We have upcoming products and pricing. We have a new little segment called Estimated Pricing. That will be the upcoming pricing. When when to expect the pricing to be in your OPGs uh, online at Beckett.com. We're going to talk a little bit about Panini Hall of Fame 75 years. Uh, That's an upcoming high-end product for baseball coming out uh, around October. We're going to bring in baseball editor Chris Olds, who's going to talk a little bit about that. So that'll be inside upcoming releases. We got a great roundtable discussion for the football preview uh, of the upcoming season with Dan Hitt and Justin Gruner. Uh, We're going to have our football editor David Lee on here in the next couple weeks just to talk about, you know, what's going on in the hobby, you know, get his take on things in in the the collecting realm so it'll be interesting to see his his idea of where the season will go who's going to be the top guys who might be the dark horses this year last year there was a lot of people that just kind of came out of nowhere a lot of them came from the denver broncos but it'll be interesting to see uh, some of the guys especially the rookies who will um, just come out of nowhere and become these top stars in this season so let's first start out with our original our first our leadoff topic of the day upcoming products and pricing so there were a couple products that moved around a little bit in the past week so uh, panini certified football that is being moved to tomorrow friday which is the fifth so check that out we're also doing a case break with Beckett Auctions. So if you guys want to check that out to see what kind of cool cards are going to be uh, pulled in that product, uh, it'll start at 2 o'clock. Go to beckett.com slash auctions. Uh, we'll have a couple links in social media to, to just kind of watch for the case break option. It'll be kind of cool to see. It's going to be a really fun product to break. Johnny Manziel's in there, of course. And it'll be nice to see what kind of veterans we get. Also, let's go to the basketball world. Immaculate Basketball was pushed back. It was pushed back. uh, I think it was supposed to come out yesterday. It was pushed back to Friday. Now it's pushed back again to next Wednesday. So Wednesday the 10th is when Immaculate Basketball is supposed to be released. So check that out. They have some really awesome cards in there. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm pretty sure the shoe cards, which I talk about way too much, are going to be included in that. Uh, I saw some of the designs and some of the previews on Panini's blog, and it looks really sweet. Um, I love sneakers. I wish I could collect them. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be out here in the next week. So check that out. Uh, for all your needs, it'll be on Beckett.com slash news. Um, there was a Beckett exclusive for these immaculate sneak peek cards uh, that Stephen LaRoche did, the basketball editor. So check that out. And, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. So let's go over to the pricing world here at Beckett Media. Rookies and Stars football has finished been pricing, has been finished. So check out the pricing now. It'll be in the, uh, the upcoming releases for your magazines. It'll be on the OPGs all over the world online. So check that out. Also, uh, Tops football is, is completed. So the first big major product of the football season is ready to go with tops and then exquisite collection golf that that's kind of one of the uh miscellaneous uh not your major sport 
but it's still a high-end product. There was a lot of cool hits in that, so that has been priced. Now, estimated pricing, let's go over to that. Within the next couple days and week, we have a couple products that will be priced or is almost about to be finished. So National Treasures Basketball, that will be priced either tomorrow or will be done on Monday. So check that out. Just, just kind of be aware of that. Ultimate Collection Hockey will be around Monday, as well as Topps Chrome MLS. That will be out around Monday as well. So give it a couple days. Check the OPGs. You know, just, just try and search it. If it's not there and you want to know and it's past that estimated pricing date, just send us an email at radio at Beckett.com. I'll make sure that email goes to the specific person that is uh, in control of that sport, and we'll get your question answered right away. So, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up for the upcoming products and pricing. Let's go to a couple news stories around the hobby. Upper Deck obviously is doing their big 25th anniversary this year. Uh, Mark's 25 years obviously being in the hobby, and they did a lot of cool stuff uh, at the National, and we had Chris Carlin on to talk a little bit about that. Uh, the success of 25 years in, in the hobby. But Upper Deck is releasing the 25th anniversary set. It's going to be a promo pack, and it's really a sales incentive for, for group breaks and for hobby shops to kind of hand out. It's a 110 base set. There's going to be autographs, dual autos, triple autos, and there's going to be 40 cards of the 1989 design for rookie cards, and that's going to be inserted into a pack or into packs. So it's interesting to see that they're doing this for a little promo piece and kind of an extra incentive to go to your hobby shop and buy whatever you need to buy to get a pack like this. It's definitely something to check out. You get, I mean, cards from, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel, Byron Buxton, you know, for the rookies. You also go over, I mean, Jerry Rice, you'll, you'll, you could get autographs from him. So it's really interesting to see what, what all you can grab. The dual auto cards with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice uh, looks pretty cool in their college jerseys. You also have guys from hockey since they're the new exclusive holder for that. I, I'm a big fan of Upper Deck, like everyone knows. So if, if I go to my local hobby shop here in Dallas, I'll try and see what I need to do to get that. So definitely check that out. Uh, we got a little news story on Beckett.com slash news that you can see Upper Deck to release 25th anniversary set. Looks like a lot of fun and just kind of a, a celebratory effort uh, for all you guys out there who have been loyal Upper Deck fans uh, to just have a little fun and a little celebration for them. Uh, let's also talk about another news story. In the game, obviously, was uh, merging with Leaf, and that happened two, three, four months ago. Uh, and so a, a staple in, in the in the game hobby is finally coming to an end. And the made-to-order program is finally going away. So for over 10 years, uh, some of the most desired cards among collectors was this program. And it, it was part of uh, the in-the-game brand. Now, Stephen LaRoche did an awesome story about this on our new site. So like I said, check out all the news stories on there. But uh, what he says, it, it was a true game-changer. And it allowed collectors to submit the redemption cards to in the game, and they would receive a special one-of-one one card featuring a player of their choosing. Now, that's really cool. He also goes on to say, the cards began to appear in 2001-2002 as part of Ultimate Memorabilia 2nd Edition, and the program expanded over time, including varying themes over a wider array of products like Between the Pipes, Heroes and Prospects, and Sport Kings. Now, Dr. Brian Price said that Sport Kings, he's not sure if it's going to 
be included in that. But it, just for in the game cards, that is what's happening. And unfortunately, it's going to be uh, coming to an end. Now, the expiration dates on them um, are obviously um, there aren't on the cards, but they have been posted on the website for ITG. So if you want to check that out, uh, any cards that have um, that are before 2008-2009 season had expired on May 1st of this year, and the remainder of the cards that were given an expiration date of the 31st of December this year. Uh, so you know, definitely make sure if you do have a card like that and you're waiting for one or you need to send it in, definitely check it out because there are expiration dates. And even though not a lot of people know about this, uh, they're going to try and extend the expiration date for all the cards so everyone can be happy and, and so they can submit all their redemption cards as soon as they can. Uh, so it, it's a shame to see such a staple uh, in the hockey world come to an end, but it'll be interesting to see what Leaf does with this, and hopefully they run with it in Sport Kings now that they acquired Sport Kings. So we'll see what happens with uh, Mr. Brian Gray. We're going to try and have Brian Gray on here in the next month or so, and, and I'll, I'll bring it up and see what kind of new innovative things that they're going to be coming out with uh, as far as in the game goes now that they uh, are together as one. All right, now uh, let's skip to the inside upcoming releases segment. Uh, I'm having trouble speaking today. I know um, why. Why Why is that? My mere presence. Of course. By the way, hey, Chris Olds, what's yeah, up? Yeah, uh, my cholesterol. Yeah, well, you say that every week, so maybe you should get that checked. Blood pressure? No, I, I, they're both fine. They're both all right? I'm just tired. You know, I'm really tired too, but, you know, it's Thursday. One more day till the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah, That's but like you work on the weekend reference. pretty much. So I tried. Well, I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some days. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this uh, upcoming release that just came out. Uh, that you wrote a story on Becca.com/slash/news. So check it out. Panini Hall of Fame 75 years. Panini Hall of Fame 75th anniversary. Whatever you want to call it. This year's Hall of Fame. Set from Panini coming in the year of the 75th anniversary of the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown, New York. I like that. Presented by Panini America. I like that. That should be on the box. Just take the whole box top, cool. you know? Uh, so let's talk about that. That This is the, I guess, once a year Cooperstown product uh, that needs to be put out or, you know. Yeah, I mean, Panini signed a, a deal with the Baseball Hall of Fame, I think, three years ago, and this is their third set. Okay. Uh, the first two years, it was called Cooperstown, and it was per pretty much like a $100 box with 20 packs, 24 packs, one autograph, and then a smattering of inserts. Mm -hmm. um, this year, it's gone high-end. It's it's like eight or ten cards, I believe, with two autographs and then a bunch of inserts. Wow. And that's it. Just It's yeah. more of a pack-as-a-box kind of product. Yeah, and like you said, it's more for the gamblers out there. It's not. I think it's so. not a traditional product like it was in previous years. I mean, and I say that, but I, you know, I, I only mean that halfway because even even myself, I'm becoming more toward. I don't need base cards as much, which is odd because I've never been that way. But the more I rip into stuff, unless it's a really nice base set, I don't. I just want the hits and the crazy cards. Exactly. So. You know, unfortunately, that's the way the, the industry is headed in terms of uh, at least a lot of products. And, you know, that this isn't a bad thing. It's just that's the, the reality of it. So in this case, it's, you know, it's a, a hit-based uh, product with with some interesting inclusions. Like, for example, the base set is actually comprised of three cards per player. So technically, there's kind of three base sets. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I mean, literally <laughs> with, with, you know, and... Um, and then each card has five parallels. So do your okay. math, and there's a crazy amount of stuff in there. And, yeah. And when you consider the fact that there's only, you know, it's eight or ten cards per pack, 
you know, it's going to be tough to build a set. So therefore, yeah. they're going to be a lot more valuable than if you got the entire set out of a box or two or three. Yeah. Now, what what's the deal with Crusade? Panini Crusade. I'm a big fan of it. it doesn't seem like you're you're the biggest fan. Um, uh, generally, I mean, Crusade cards are essentially chromium refractor type, mm -hmm. you know, prism prismatic type cards. Yeah. Um, you know, but their inclusion in this product. Yeah, what, what's the deal with that? Well, I mean, that's something different. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's an attempt to get uh, some of those high roller types who want to chase rare, those kind of cards, yeah. you know, prism chrome cards, and uh, draw a different kind of audience into this product. Obviously, autographs are a big, big draw, no matter what. But, you know, in, in the last two editions of Cooperstown, it was pretty much autographs and traditional types of cards. This In this case, you know, I mean, I, they did cracked ice or whatever they're called in, in the last go-around. But in this case, it's more, you know, the, the refractor rainbow chaser type collectors also. Um, there's also, you know, gem cards in these, uh, rubies, emeralds, diamonds, I believe, something like that. You know, that's another high-end chase element. Mm -hmm. Um you know, so it's just it, it, those are all things to help entice those type of collectors into doing this brand. Yeah. Now, for the other side of collectors, for the traditionalists, will there be anything for them? Will it just kind of be the base set, kind of cool? Well, yeah. The the ba I mean, the price point's going to price a lot of people out. That's you know, true. I'll be right there with them. But yeah. But uh, you know, over time, the price of the boxes, in theory, will come down if they make plenty. You know, it doesn't always happen, but most of the time with high end, it does. Um, so, you know, when the price comes down, that's a, a potential entry point for collectors. But also, too, the, that'll make the secondary market for singles more attractive because, yeah. you know, I don't want to buy a $200 or more box and get, you know, two Hall of Famers that I don't necessarily want. And then on the flip side of that, if you think about it, how many Hall of Famer autographs are going to cost you more than 200 bucks? Not a ton of them unless they're rare parallel type cards. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for that 200 bucks or even half that for the price of a box, you can go get two or three of the guys you want and get what you want rather than take the chance. So, yeah. you know, I think it works both ways. I mean, the base set will have some some draw for traditional collectors, but at the same time, I don't know, we'll see. I yeah. mean, it, it's always different because, you know, like when products like this have come before, the, it may have been a different environment. Do you, you think know? this would be a perfect uh, case to break for case breaks? Um. Yeah, I, I've never, you know, I've never really thought about that, yeah. like the number of Hall of Famers per team. Because mm -hmm. um, that's kind of tough. Well, there's tons of Yankees in the Hall of Fame, so exactly. to speak. So you're, it's not going to, and, and also old time teams. There's, you know, there's not any Marlins. That's true. There might be one. Yeah, Marlin. like would you associate the older teams? You know, the Milwaukee Braves. Well, yeah, you that's know, all. The <laughs> typically, that's what breakers do. If it's yeah. if it's a Montreal Expos card, it goes to the, the to the center or the Nationals. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, so it, I'd probably say no, but the structure of the way it's built with hits only and mm -hmm. inserts, it probably will be. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just a matter of the who, who, who is the buying demographic for group breaks versus the product inclusions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so October 8th is the uh, preliminary date for this product to be released. Yeah. Obviously, it might change here or there. Yeah, there's, I mean, pretty much every autograph is on card except for the combos cards, which are like, you know, Maddox and Glavin, mm -hmm. you know, paired up Hall of Famers. So that could that could be delay prone, and yeah. I f in fact I think that's already been delayed a week if I remember right from when it was it was previously teased but mm -hmm. not announced. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it fell into October a little later, but yeah. you know that's the that's the world of on card autographs. Of course, yeah. So uh, yeah, check that out October eighth. If you want to check more stuff out about this product, go to Beckett.com/news. Uh, it's a couple stories down. There's a couple yeah. box busters videos, but and we'll have a we'll have a. Uh, 
the same story and then some extra images will be in the next issue of Beckett Baseball, which goes to printer tomorrow. There so you go. Who, who's on the cover? Give us a little Good teaser. Good old Mike Trout action. Uh, First Trout. time he, he hasn't been on the cover in probably a year or yep. two. Well, it's been a while. I, I just want to give it up to Mike Trout because his name and his his uh, I just him as a whole. He pretty much skyrocketed skyrocketed me into the fantasy baseball championship this year uh, with the Trout Ticklers. There's this oh jeez. <laughs> There's this there's this whole, there's this whole notion that some someone nailed me with the other day on Twitter and it's this thicken. What? Nobody cares about your fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. I got nailed with that, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, no, I I absolutely hate talking about fantasy, but yeah. I do it a lot. I've never had Trout on a fantasy team, but from what I hear, the productivity across the board can't be topped. Yeah, can't can't be beat. But uh one last question. The previous issue of Becca Baseball. Derek Jeter's on the cover. Yep. Got some really cool stories with that. And one thing that I really liked was the baseball diamond of the starting lineup mm. uh, with, I mean, Scott Brocious, Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, yeah. You know, that brought me back to watching baseball as a kid. That was really cool. Will we see more of those types uh, of, I guess, detailed teams in yeah. upcoming baseball I mean, issues? I, I'll actually, some background on that. What that is, the uh, famous franchises, I believe it's t- labeled in there. Yeah. Um, essentially, that's those are pickups from our Beckett Baseball 25 Greatest Teams of All Time special, which is out there on shelves now. Yeah. And essentially, it's just me recycling the same content. Terrible. However, Terrible. once we once we burn through <laughs> that list of 25, we're doing one or two every month. So it's okay. going to be pretty soon where I'm going to have to start doing some new teams. Yeah. So presuming we have the space and you know we don't add other things, you know we should see more of those. What what it is? It's basically a, a, an infographic that shows the lineup of a famous team. Mm-hmm. And so I show all the starters, all the key players, and then show a card and their basic stats for the year, and then their card stats. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought it was a fun way just to show. An interesting way to show, you know, what stuff's worth because exactly people. I the, I don't remember what month it was, either this month, last month, or the one that's going. The twenty seven Yankees are on one of the pages, and you know, Babe Ruth's like a million dollar player, but then other guys on that same team are like five hundred bucks because he's only got like a handful of cards. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's a fun, just something different. Definitely, yeah. So definitely check that out. It's uh, the newest issue of Beckett Baseball with Mister Jeter, Mister Captain, yep. uh, his farewell, I guess, edition. Uh, on on covers now on newsstands now so check hopefully. it out hopefully I yeah. think it's out. I should be oh, out yeah right ho- now. I mean I got it on my desk so hopefully other yeah. people have it you never know though <laughs> the way the <laughs> Pony Express gets our it's magazines true. on the shelves sometimes it's, it's weird sometimes I don't even get it and yeah. I work here but it me too yeah. I, think <laughs> I, have, I think I have you make one. it <laughs> I know well Mr Olds uh, I hope you uh, get some ice dumped on you. For the bucket gonna, challenge, that was totally going to happen yesterday, and then my 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 dumpy my yeah. dumper left. Yeah, sorry, that that was my bad. Nah, I don't um, care. But nah. we'll have to do it because Mister really do it anyway. Mister Richard Hardy challenged you and and Teddy Ball game. Oh well, there you and go. I have my challenges. I'm going to issue wink wink. All right, so check that out. Hopefully on social media, maybe make it a oh, back a news story. Yeah, maybe maybe not on that. that I thought that, about that it. might get some traction to see the editor get drenched. Yeah, I know that'd be cool. I know it gets traction with you. Yeah, there's a lot. Of haters out there too that would love to see you get um, get cold. Well, I had it. I have a I have a special guest star. So it, oh. when and if it happens, just watch and wait and see. Oh, that'll be interesting. All right. Well, yep. Mr. Olds, appreciate it. We'll see you later. All right. So let's uh, let's get to our roundtable discussion here. Uh, football season is finally here, and finally got, got a couple of guys here that know so much about the hobby as well as football. So let's bring them in, Mr. Justin Grunert and Mr. Dan Hit. What's up, guys? How's it going, man? Hello, everybody. Uh, it's it's going, and I'm excited for football. I don't know about you all, but 
Um, Green Bay I'm, Packers are starting off the season. I'm a happy yeah. camper. <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys, they're, they're going to be struggling, Dan. I'm uh, sorry. But, uh, no question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no question. I'm looking forward to football season. Yeah. So, Not the uh, Cowboys. But yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the breakout players this year uh, that will kind of come into fruition as the season goes on. Uh, a lot of players went through this little bubble last year. But who are your sort of breakout players for this season, Justin? Uh, I'm looking at Derek Carr and Bishop Sankey. Those are my two that I really, uh, for rookies at least, I yeah. think those are the guys that are that I'm looking forward to seeing more of. Okay, and let's talk about veterans. Any veterans that you can think of? Uh, hopefully in the collecting world, J.J. Watt. Yeah. Hopefully they start doing more with defense. And he's one of the highest paid defensive players now. And the dude's just a beast. And yeah. I'd like to see him break into it uh, into the magazine and actually have price cards yeah dan what do you think about that uh, well about jj Carr, or just uh, uh, well I mean, no JJ yeah ju- just about the breakout players <laughs> <laughs> sorry um we talked about it a little I, I like emmanuel sanders yeah um the broncos uh, wide receiver with welker being out even when welker comes back i think uh, uh, peyton manning likes to spread the ball around you're going to have probably two thousand yard receivers and Manuel Sanders is already pretty popular. His cards sell pretty good anyway, being a former Steeler. Yeah. But uh, you could see uh, a big jump jump there. Um, whoever picks up the slot receiver spot on the Broncos could have a huge one too. You said Lattimore. Or yeah, Lattimore. Maybe uh, yeah. Andre Caldwell, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys that are completely under everybody's radar. Yeah. It's going to be some other receiver too. I mean, yeah. there's a ton of receivers around the league, oh. obviously. And, yeah, it always and, helps when you have Peyton Manning as yeah. your quarterback. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see some of the – I'm really excited to see the Broncos and how they're going to uh, play out this season with their new defense, with all their new key additions, as well as Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's going to be the dark horse this year as far as collecting. He's going to be that Eric Decker from last year. Let, let's talk a little bit about the rookies. Obviously, Johnny Football, he got put on the bench uh, for obvious reason, reasons. Uh, but will anyone surpass Johnny Manziel in price this year? His prices are through the roof. I, I don't know if they've gone down a little bit since his benching or his, his change in the depth chart, he, but he what do you think? He stayed the same. Um, I don't think anybody's going to surpass him because of the hype around him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Derek Carr, like I said earlier, would be one to challenge him. Yeah, I think he's going to go up. He's really, really hot right now, me and Dan. Looked at his cards the other day, and he's—I mean—he's almost doubled in price. And he's all over the hot list, right? Yeah, he's all over the hot list. And mm-hmm. I think that he'll be comparable, but I don't know if he'll surpass it just because you have Johnny Manziel's name, mm-hmm. Johnny Football. I mean, that's—that's yeah. that's the guy that everybody's thinking of right now. Yeah, yeah. You won't have anybody surpass Manziel unless it's. A, if you're talking about this calendar year, no way. Mm-hmm. Maybe by February or March, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. right? Now let let's. I'm going to throw a question out there, but Dan, since you've been um, watching the football collecting hobby for 10, 20, 30 years now, have you seen someone like Johnny Manziel this crazy, this hyped up in the hobby world in past? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shoot, Andrew Luck was almost that at that yeah. level here oh, yeah. recently. Yeah, you know, but. Um, it seems like almost every year, every couple of years anyway, the, the top quarterback is super hyped up. Tim Tebow? Oh, <laughs> I mean, really? There, yeah. There's been yeah. some recent guys. Yeah, that's now, true. Are they equal as to the hype of Manziel? <laughs> I don't know, but they're darn close. Yeah. Okay? But yeah, yeah Manziel's, Manziel's up there, that's for sure. Yeah, his, his prices, when, when I started seeing the hot list, I mean, it, it's all Johnny football. It, it's crazy to see that. But, you know, if people want Johnny Manziel, 
you got to put him up there, right? I I personally, <laughs> I don't know if I'd invest into a Johnny Manziel card. If I pulled it, I'd probably sell it just because, mm. A, he's on the Browns, so he's going to be struggling for a while to be successful. And two, it, he's he was a great college quarterback, and I don't know how well he'll transition, whereas you'll have other players that weren't great college quarterbacks or where they were good, mm-hmm. but they transitioned better in the NFL. Yeah. Like RG3 was better than Andrew Luck in college, but who's better in the NFL? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's go to teams. Uh, the most collectible team this year. I'm just going to say that flat out, Justin. Who is the most collectible team oh. this year that you're thinking of? I'm going to be a homer and say Green Bay Packers. Of course. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb's up and coming, Eddie Lacy's Rookie of the Year. Now you have Clay Matthews and you have Julius Peppers mm-hmm. coming onto the team. And people are starting to look at defensive players more, I think. But what about BJ, BJ Raji out for the season? I mean, that that's definitely going to hurt. Raji hurt. You're losing Raji, but at that's the same tough. time, you I think that Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers will more than make up for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they and plus the... Their backups are pretty decent too. Yeah, they've pretty much steamrolled everybody in preseason. Even yeah. their backups did. So yeah, definitely. Dan, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm gonna stick with the Broncos. I talked about Emmanuel Sanders already, but you've got a, a collectible team has to have a huge collector base. The Broncos on the AFC side have a huge collector base. Um, they've got players who are emerging. Um, you got Julius Thomas who emerged last year. He's probably gonna have another solid year. Mm-hmm. You've got young players who are gonna uh, be able to emerge. So I, I'd go with the Broncos. Yeah. No, I, I'm as much as I hate doing this, I'm talking about Seattle so much on this show. Uh, I'm starting to become I'm, a fan. Yeah, I, I really am not, <laughs> I promise. But I, I'm really going with Seattle. I think they're a, a team to be uh, afraid of this year. Uh, and if, I mean, if the hype doesn't kill them, then the sky's the limit. And I could see a potential dynasty in the making. Ever you know, and dynasties don't happen. The last one was ten years ago with the Patriots. Yep, and s- so I think that this team uh, will jump on the defense, uh, their backs, and kind of run, run with the success. I, it doesn't hurt that they have Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson, and it's true. you know a decent yeah team, a decent offense. Yeah, but yeah, the defense with Richard Sherman and his loud mouth uh, that. You know that'll just drive people to to grab their cards, and you know maybe with Earl Thomas and and the rest of the guys, you know, like I said, the sky's the limit. But um, let's go back to players, individual players, and like you said, Dan, last year Julius Thomas was a guy who came out of nowhere, and it probably was because Peyton Manning was was the guy throwing the balls. But who do you think this year uh, will uh, kind of go back down into strata? So the players, the breakout players from last year. Who do you think will go back down into, I guess, normalcy this year? I'd definitely say Julius Thomas would be yeah. one of them. Um, Just, even though nothing's changed, I mean, he's still got Peyton Manning. He's, I mean, he's got a, it, another year under his belt with him. The first, it's always the first year is always a big, you know, surprise, a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And with him, what really brought him people's attention to him was Manning's seven touchdown game. He caught two of those. Yeah, something like and that. Had what some ridiculous number like 200 yards or something crazy that's what put him on the map unless he has another game like that to you know make people really think about him again he'll slide back down a little yeah. bit i think dan yeah, i hate to cherry pick the obvious <laughs> one but jo- josh gordon yeah i mean and probably enough said i mean his cards were just so hot last year and they just skyrocketed in price they're already dropping you know they, they're just going to continue to drop since he's not playing well, and who knows what his future's like but <laughs> be, beyond that real quick the yeah. two rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. uh, for the bills and the jets yeah. dj Manuel and geno smith gosh i 
they're they're not really hot right now, but their cards are still pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. I and just she, don't. Um, I'd be uh, be real leery of those. Um, Gino's know. actually been dropping. I, I'd be I yeah, yeah. I, I'd be yeah. hesitant more on Gino Smith uh, yeah. than EJ Manuel because I think EJ Manuel will have a decent year with Sammy Watkins there now. Oh yeah, he should you he know? should, but still, it's the Bills. And, yeah, and uh, gosh, I don't know. They're gonna have to win eight or ten games, which that, is all yeah. order. Yeah, yeah, especially in the East. Yeah, in that division, it, yeah. it'll be tough. Yeah, I was gonna go with Eric Decker, who who came out of nowhere last year, went to the New York Jets. He isn't with Peyton Manning. He's with Geno Smith and or Mike Vick. It, it, it's it's kind of like, well, it, I mean, you wanted money, but you got to play with these guys. I think his production's gonna go way down. The offense isn't gonna be as good. So I think he's just going to go back that's, into a that's true. I think, common I think realm. you're right with that. It's a good yeah. point. Collecting receivers is tough. It, yeah. Well, you know, there's very, very few receivers like um, yeah. Calvin Johnson is an mm-hmm. example who um, have collecting staying power. Yeah. Uh, those guys have super uh, meteoric rises sometimes, and then they drop. Look at Miles Austin. Ugh. Yeah, jeez. You know, oh, yeah. So hey, you never know. He, he's, he's in Cleveland, a fresh start, <laughs> maybe a fresh ACL <laughs> or hamstring. Hey, you never know. Might. Might become the new uh, Jerry Rice. I think the know? card to look out for, though, will be the uh, the Chrysler Rookie of the Year card of Josh Gordon. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess breaking news, Josh yeah. Gordon is becoming a car salesman. Will there be car salesman cards from Panini anytime soon, <laughs> do you think? Probably not, but no? it'd be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Employee of the Month card. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's get to a couple Twitter questions. We got some guys that wanted to get their voices heard. So at Stalking PMS. Uh, we got some great Twitter names here. Uh, if the NFL expands to an 18-game season, how will new offensive records affect the value of vintage cards of former record holders? Dan, let's start with you. Well, I don't think it'll affect any kind of former former record holders. Mm-hmm. Most of the record holders that you're talking about are um, guys that have career records. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Comes a, Emmett Smith's career rushing record comes to mind. There's not going to be a running back that gets enough carries, even in an 18-game schedule, and has a 15- or 18-year career to, to pass some of those records. Yeah. Nobody's going to pass Rice. But if they do, to the level they do, those guys are still beloved, and they're still collected. So I, I don't see any kind of impact. Where you may see a bigger impact on the 18-game schedule is that they're going to have to start pl- – platooning these players more mm-hmm. especially the offensive guys mm-hmm. it can be hard to be a running back play 18 games and get enough carries so they're already platooning running backs it's going to get worse so some of these records actually may may decline i mean mm-hmm. it, these old big records from years ago may be more solid than ever with the bigger se- uh, longer season yeah justin well i think I, to kind of add on to what dan's saying if you look at with baseball when they expanded their seasons and the records still fell, but everybody looks at Babe Ruth as the greatest ever. Mm. No one's going to look back and go, Joe Montana isn't as good as somebody else because of the season, the the amount of games they played. I think it's just a different era. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a different game almost because yeah. you know with the NFL with Calvin Johnson breaking the record, uh, uh, Jerry Rice's record last year with uh, I think it was receptions in a season. Something like that. Receiving Nobody yards, even counts receptions as from a collector's yeah. yeah, it, it was. I mean, it was a great record. You know, it's a big deal because Jerry yeah. Rice is, you know, the greatest of all time. But, you know, Jerry Rice is always going to be Jerry Rice, and the history of what he yeah. did will never change. It'll just be kind of an added bonus to have Calvin Johnson up there, you know. Football records don't matter. It's not like baseball uh, as much. Um, the numbers in football don't mean as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the few that do are the kind of lifetime records. Yeah. The all-time rushing leader. 
all-time yeah. passing leader, something like that. Most uh, touchdowns, passing touchdowns, things like that. But even that, um, the players are either collected and beloved or they're not. It's not because of the records. It's not right. like as much like baseball. Yeah, they're already collected. I mean, look at Brett Favre, and now Peyton Manning's about to break almost all of Brett Favre's records. Yeah. And he's already sky high. It's not like they're going to see him break the touchdown record this year, and it's going to go through the roof even exactly. more. Well, it's just right. the way it is. That's he's exactly already established. Right. Yeah. They already knew it was going to happen. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like Brett Favre is on the decline. Because I remember seeing How some of you. his prices go down. I know, but it's not because <laughs> his records are getting surpassed. It's because he's out of sight, out of mind. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, there's, there's certain players, I guess, who do have those records who will always be remembered and never get touched. But guys like, you know, Brett Favre and maybe a couple others, you know, it, those records don't hold them or their history doesn't hold them to the highest regard. Right. You know. So we got one more question here on Twitter uh, from Nate Baustad. Uh, As the value of workhorse running backs have diminished in the NFL, has this completely devalued running back cards in the same way? No. No. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think with the running backs, you're always going to have those guys that are going to shine no matter what. You're still going to have the Adrian Petersons, um, LaShawn McCoys, those kind of guys. And it's just, they're going to be, I think, a little more scarce Mm -hmm. but you're going to always have those thousand yard rushers 1500 yard rushers that's not going away anytime soon yeah dan uh i'm gonna take the opposite i say yes and we've we're already seeing it Mm -hmm. um you've got if you look back you know 15 20 years ago you had barry sanders emmett smith these guys were at the, the top of the list of the most collected players and the only guy and even lt you've got peterson is clearly one of the more collected players but the price is at uh, Peterson cards go for compared to Peyton Manning and Brady and uh, much lower, mm-hmm. much That's lower true. than they were years ago. And, and uh, it's hard to get better than Adrian Peterson. Yeah, no, I, that's that's tough. And I I feel like the league is going to a more of a pass-happy league. No you know? question. So yeah, it's like, yeah, like no the question. excitement. It's yeah, it's, exactly. It's the same as like MMA when they like to do striking only. It's mm-hmm. fast-paced, it's exciting. It's what the crowd wants to see is the home run hit. Yeah. So if collectors aren't collecting the running backs, which I don't think they are for the most part. I mean, you've got guys like Eddie Lacy, of course, and some yeah. of these guys that'll break through and get hot for a while. Um, I think, like we talked about, it opens up the door to collect other players. Mm-hmm. So defensive players are far more collected now than they were 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So you, there's a limited number of players who can be really hot in positions. And it's kind of how the league goes, right? It's a quarterback mm-hmm. league, so all the quarterbacks are collected. Yeah. But beyond that, defenses are really on the rise. And if you're not collecting your these big running backs, you're collecting the big linebackers and the defensive ends. Yeah, I mean, you got you got the defensive starting to um, realize that they have an opportunity to make a name for the defense as a whole. You know, you have Seattle calling themselves the Legion of Boom. Like yeah. you can totally make a card if they haven't already of the Legion of Boom and have them flying all over the place doing their thing. Well, also if you think about it, now that they're it's a more pass happy league. That gives the cornerbacks much more opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with Richard Sherman, this guy, I think he broke the mold, and he's a listed defensive player uh, in a lot of sets. And if you get that big game-saving interception or run back for a touchdown or whatever, that's you have more opportunities now than ever as a defensive player to do that. Yeah, and you have a platform to do it because the NFL is on a global level. Everyone wants to know these guys. They want to be 
just be all about them. You know, they want to be their friends on, on social media, everything like that. So, you know, like Richard Sherman, he's the prime example how he went off after the championship game and he made a name for him. So I feel like I feel like the play did one piece to his collecting success, but the other piece was his marketability. His mouth. How, yeah, his mouth, how crazy he is, you know. Um, so are you friends with him on social media? No, I'm not. I, I will never be. No, but no. <laughs> so, He's so uh, bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I really am. Uh, so let's round this whole roundtable discussion out. Um, and I want to get your prediction on the MVP this year. So who is going to be the guy this year that will take everything to a whole nother level like Peyton Manning did last year? Justin, um, I would love to say Aaron Rodgers, but I'm actually going to stick with uh, Peyton repeating. Repeating, yeah. He, is he going to do what he did last year, no. or is he going to do something better? I don't. I don't think he'll do what he did last year, but I think that the numbers he's going to put up this year are going to be far and away better than anybody else. I think Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers will be second and third, but they're going to be behind him by at least five touchdowns, if not more. Yeah. I I think that Peyton's just on a whole new level of awesome yeah dan yeah i think um, peyton manning certainly kind of a safe pick but my gosh he can't win it every year right yeah i'm gonna go with another afc quarterback i'm just gonna go with tom brady wow Um, he's kind of forgotten um Mm -hmm. the patriots every year put up 12 wins it seems like yeah yeah Yeah. if they do it again this year which they probably will i'm um why not tom brady yeah yeah I, i was gonna go with drew Brees. you know there were a couple guys on the offense that left uh, they obviously got some guys to come in to implement, you know, their offensive powerhouse strategy. But I think no matter who's in that lineup, Drew Brees is going to shine. You know, yep, that's he, a good call. So I think he'll kind of take the Peyton Manning mold of last year and just start firing away this year. So yeah, we'll see about that. Well, so thanks it's, guys. It's all quarterback though. Yeah, it's, it's all, all quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Well, I, I I really think that quarterbacks are the focus, like you said. You yeah. know, it, it's just how it is. Captain of the team. Yeah, captain of the team. They're always a focus, and uh, you know, before or after games, they're the ones that mainly take the losses if they do lose. It, it's just how it is. You know, that's true. So if any of y'all played flag football before, it's I all about love, the quarterback, yeah, right? I love As flag the NFL's football. turning into flag football, you can't hit anybody, <laughs> so it's it's a quarterback yeah. league, right? You yeah. just stand back there and find an open receiver. Yeah, you're you're completely <laughs> and let let's talk about that real quick. We have a couple minutes, couple minutes, but uh Dan, you brought this up before when we were talking about the suspensions and how that can affect the hobby extremely. Uh, with yeah, with Josh Gordon, I mean, you've got it, and, and you've got even Wes Welker getting yeah. suspended here recently. Who would have thought he'd get suspended? Yeah, they're they're ramping up the suspensions. You've got, you know, the severe possibility of your collected guy, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Wes Welker yeah. who seems to be a straight and narrow type of guy, or mm-hmm. Josh Gordon who seems to be wheels off. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the severe risk of them getting a suspension. And out of sight, out of mind, as far as collectability goes, they could drop overnight. Exactly. Yeah, it's a whole new risk factor into the collecting world. Um, One thing that we haven't mentioned yet is you you keep on saying how Johnny Manziel is really hot, this, that, and the other. He's also a rule breaker. He Mm -hmm. didn't follow the rules when he was in college. He almost got busted for the autograph stuff, and they benched him for half a game. But in reality, he broke rules. And then the fact that he's flipping off the other benches, and you can see he's still immature, and... He has this mindset of how awesome he is, and maybe that might get to his head, and he might be a risk as well down the line. I, 
I'm just I, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like Johnny Manziel, he he's that bad boy, but he's he's just like a sexy pick that people want to go after. I don't want to call know? him a bad boy. He's more of just a kind of a he's punk just trying. He's trying to be a bad boy. Yeah, image, he wants you know? to be. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting, you know, with this whole domestic abuse policy that they came out, six games for the first offense, lifetime ban for the second offense. That's extremely harsh. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. You only get two shots, you know, and even the first shot, it should never do it. But if you happen to get two chances, you're, hey, man, you're out. Ray no Rice, questions. I think, locked out big time Yeah, on not only professional, but is also collectability. Yeah. With only two games out, that's ridiculous. That's true, but Ray Rice was two or three years ago was one of those running backs that was on the rise and his cards were super hot. Right. Two game suspension, a whole year suspension, it doesn't matter. I think people are dropping off the Ray Rice bandwagon. Even if he comes back, uh, boy, geez, I wouldn't collect him. He's just too risky. Just yeah. too risky. It's almost a moral thing, too, if you think about it. It's like, do I want to collect a guy who beat the crap out of his wife? No. Uh, that I, turns people off, too. I, you know? would, yeah. I would get rid of his cards just on principle. Yeah. Yeah. But you have guys like Aaron Hernandez after his, you know, decision or the trial, his cards actually went up. You know, in collectability. Well, for some thing. autographs. Yeah. Some yeah. autographs, just because, I don't know. The autograph market's just kind of weird. Yeah. You know? So did O.J. <laughs> well, Simpson. You know? <laughs> they, went, yeah. they did go up. Yeah. They've gone back down, I thought, with yeah. Aaron And Renata they dropped back down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, I, I was just saying, right right when right. all that stuff happened, they, they, they kept going out. You're like, this guy's not going to be playing. Like, he's pretty much done. You know, what, yeah, what are you yeah. guys thinking? So, Derek, what you're saying is that you pick the most wheels-off guy yeah. and start buying his autographs now with the hopes that he kills somebody. Yeah, seriously. And then sell them. And then sell them and make a profit. Yeah. I, I am holding myself to it. Hey, I if hope. you can pick that guy, it'll probably work out for you. Yeah, but I'm not smart enough to pick that guy. And we have entered into a whole new level of morbid. Yeah, seriously. Well, yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, let's quit while we're ahead uh, and, and not get are into we? too much. Are we ahead, really? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be interesting interesting season uh not just for sports but for collecting um like you said with suspensions it might make the hobby more of a week-to-week basis i still feel like it's a season or, or half a season uh where players are on the decline or incline on on a steady base it's definitely a roller coaster ride that's a football season's great yeah. Um, yeah. you'll get a we're gonna get a ton of brand new card releases you're gonna get players that just plummet you're going to get guys that we don't not even on our radar take yep. off it, it's it's always a lot of fun yeah and you're right it almost is broken into first half of the season second half of the season kind of thing yeah and then you have some guys like peyton manning and brady like we talked about and breeze who are just kind of steady through the whole thing mm-hmm. but it's all those other bit players who kind of come up and down and that's that's for me that's a fun part of the the season yeah, yeah definitely do well we, do we want to have a super bowl prediction right now or no uh let let's wait okay i think it's still too early just because i don't want to be wrong again yeah yeah seriously we don't want your just picks wait till week 17 How yeah. about <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> that, that'll be safe pick right yeah. there all right guys we appreciate you coming on and uh we'll talk to you guys later all right bye thanks all right well that was an awesome roundtable discussion i wish we could talk more uh of football here on this show but we could probably do it for a few more hours And we all know that you guys don't have a lot of time to listen to this show. Uh, So we we kept it to about 20, 25 minutes. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the upcoming preview for the NFL season. I'm I'm really excited for it. I hope the Niners do well. They have a lot of extra pieces like Alden Smith being out for nine games. Like we talked with Dan and Justin with the suspensions, how they're coming more and more often. It's going to be interesting to see how it affects 
the hobby as a whole. You know, whether the the pricing goes from a week to week basis with drastic changes, or like we talked about earlier, how it's more of a, a, a half season type outlook. You know, the first half is one part, the second half is the other, and it's a steady incline or decline. Will it go like the stock market, just all over the place? You never know. It, it'll be interesting to see with these suspensions. It's also going to be interesting to see with players like Emmanuel Sanders on a new team, uh, Wes Welker being out for four games, Alden Smith being out for nine games, Eric Decker going to New York, how it's going to affect their collectability. Will they have cards coming out in these earlier releases, sell for cheap? You never know. It's going to be cool to check out, and and I'll definitely be watching out for that. So thanks, everyone, for checking us out, Beckett Radio. I I really do appreciate it. We do have a giveaway, so I will put names in the basket for our randomizer, and uh, we'll pick a lucky winner from that. We did highlight uh, two interview questions from Nate Baustad and Stalking PMS. <laughs> that's, that's a crazy Twitter name, so congrats on that one. But uh, we'll, we'll put your guys in, in this little pot and we'll have some fun and, and I will let you know what the winning ticket is and what we should expect that winning product to be. So definitely be on the lookout for that on Twitter, Facebook, on Beckett.com slash radio. Uh, it'll be all over there, but hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Beckett Radio. Check us out on Twitter if you haven't already, at Beckett Radio. And if you haven't seen our website, beckett.com radio. Got a lot of cool stuff on there. You can post or submit a topic of your choosing if you want to do that. If you have something interesting, just let us know. You know, post a little topic and it'll be sent to me. If you also have things you want to talk about, you can send us an email directly, radio at Beckett.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me and the guys here around the office. If you have pricing questions, uh, editorial questions, advertising questions, let me know. I'll send it to the guys who need to know. So, yeah, I guess that about wraps it up for me here at Beckett Radio. Like I said, I'm your host, Derek Ficken. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.